This is the Capness HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Capness. Hello, and welcome to Kevin's HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kavnis. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash Kevin's HR. Choose from over 180,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Now, for today's episode, we're going to do something a little different. We actually don't have a guest today because today is our 50th episode, episode 5-0. So today, we're going to cover some things from the podcast in the past, how we built it out, and also how Cabinet's HR is going. So last July, I decided I wanted to do a podcast. I've been listening to podcasts a lot, and I thought it'd be a good way to, to market Cabinet's HR. So one podcast I listened to back then, even today, is Entrepreneur on Fire, hosted by John Lee Dumas, GLD. And he has a free podcast course that I took along with him and Kate Erickson. A lot of great information on that. And of course, doing a podcast, it is, you know, just don't start one day and start, you know, podcasting. There's a lot to it. Trying to figure out the podcasting platform, the editing stuff, and something such a minor as like doing the intro or outro. So I started learning in July, and I published the first one in September, September 24th. And I pushed out 12, one per day for the first 12 days. With the um, advice back then was push out as many as you can to get your numbers up. But I had to do it over again. I probably done one a day for five days and went from there. So one thing I want to do next is thank all my guests by name who have been the podcast. It's basically the first 10 when I had no listeners and they had no idea what I was doing. And if you want to reach out to any of them, just let me know and I'll connect to you. And these are in the order they appeared. Dr. D. Anthony Miles from San Antonio, Texas. He's a raw published author, startup expert, has won a lot of awards for marketing. Very first guest. I really appreciate that. Lee Reeves here in the Seattle Tacoma area. If you want to know some of the startups or the VCs from Southern Oregon up to Alaska, Lee's your guy. He's also started a startup to Friday three, which is helping to energize the startup community here in Tacoma. Jackson Kalame from San Antonio, Texas. His group Passion Pros helps people help people get motivated to follow their passions. Great interview. Jessica Light from Atlanta, Georgia has a great social media company doing great things. Joshua Lawton, startup founder. His recent um, come startup company, Health That recently got acquired. Joshua also graduated from the Business School at the University of Texas and John Hopkins, very smart guy. His most recent startup is, is something where they measure how many people see billboards, if I remember correctly. I might be wrong about that. True, a fellow member of Bunker Labs, and we'll talk about Bunker Labs later on today. Later on. True has a, a product where Instead of you having to take your dog outside at 2 or 3 in the morning, you can use this product in the house and also at airports. Michaela Kiner, she owns Nuclear HR up in Seattle doing great things. I especially want to thank her because back when I was trying to figure out if I want to do Cabinet's HR, she did um, a talk at one of the networking events here in Tacoma. And I asked her, I told her my ideas, right? Because it seemed like she's like two years ahead of me. And I was like, was there too many HR people in the market doing what you're trying to do. She said, no, Jason, we need many more. And so I really went up from there. So I want to thank her for that. Melissa Washington out of Sacramento, uh, California, military veteran, and she's doing a lot of great things for women, women veterans across the United States. Paige Whitmire from Dallas, Texas, outstanding coach. Thank her. 
Anna Hubler, her and her husband own Seattle Benefits Consulting. If you need any benefits help, reach out to her. Dennis Brown wrote a great book, a great guest. David Seiler from a Distinctive HR, another great guest. For those of you in your um, SPHR or PHR certification, I highly recommend you go to David. For most, most people that take these certifications, it's 40, 50% pass rate. But for David's program, it's 80 90% pass rate. And it's, I mean, it's very good. If you want to know about it, just let me know. I highly recommend his program. Sandy Fischetti, she does uh, HR out of Michigan. Thank you. Cecilia Clark, a uh, fellow Army veteran, did a lot of great things at HR. She's currently uh, does HR for Swans. She's she doing a lot of, lot of great things. So actually, Roscoe out of, out of Seattle, serial entrepreneur, doing a lot of great things, started a lot of great companies. Kenny McCaster has an interesting story. So she was either a um, cancer researcher or HIV researcher. She left that to start Stembox. So what Stembox does is it's focused on girls 7 to 12. Of course, anyone can get it. And it sends a Stembox once a month with a different scientific experiments. And she also gives instructions on the YouTube channel. I mean, just great, great things. Greg from A Suggestion out of New York. His company, A Suggestion, is an anonymous employee engagement platform where people give um, feedback on the company or basically anything else on this platform. Adam A. Harbor out of Austin, Texas, a lawyer. One, he's doing great. He, they do the foster parents for, for a lot of kids, doing a lot of great things. Jeff Kramer, VP of HR out of Dallas. Some more background on him. When I first um, transitioned from military, Jeff was the first, one of the first people I reached out to, and he gave me a lot of advice. Nick Tran out of Houston, Texas, does a lot of great things for him. veterans, for his company. I know I'm going to mess the name of his company up. Slumenberg out of Houston, Texas. Now, Nick has a great story about his, his journey from um, Vietnam to our country to serve the military, what he's doing now. So definitely, definitely look up his story. Major Carlson, another great guest. She's a coach. Chris Otion has a startup out of Denver, Colorado called Rebic.io which is going to use algorithms to help the hiring process, which already, we all know needs a whole lot of work. Ben Eubanks, another great HR person. He does a lot of great HR things, has a lot of podcasts and blogs that are very, very useful. Todd Dean, I want to thank him for being on the podcast. He's a semi-retired VC who's currently living in Idaho, and he's always a great help to me. Dr. Tim Baker, HR leader out of Australia. He has several concepts, I believe, in. one of them is the um, five performance discussions. So instead of like doing your performance management once a year, you have a discussion once a month that rotates between culture, how they're doing, their weaknesses, and other subjects. William Tinkup, great guy, fellow Texan, has a great sense of humor. If you want to know about HR and tech, William Tinkup is your guy. Kevin Goldsmith was gracious to be a guest. He used to do a... Um, he was a VP of engineering at Spotify and recently Avo. And right now he's a VP of a new startup, VP of engineering, new startup called Astromu, if I'm, if I'm saying it correctly. And he's currently looking for developers. If you're a developer and you're looking for a job, reach out to Kevin Goldsmith and see if you're the person he's looking for. Charlie Judy out of Chicago, another great HR person who helped me out, helped me out with my resumes when I transitioned from Army and agreed to be a guest. His, his company... Also does um, company culture. Janice Coe, excuse me, another coach, another great guest. Lawyer Litwack out of Seattle, Washington, does a lot of great things for women in tech and helping them um, get what they deserve. 
Paul Maskell out of North Carolina does a lot of small business coaching, and it was a lot of fun to have him, have him on the podcast. Matt Burns out of Vancouver, Canada. He's a chief human resource officer of JYSK, and he, he does a lot of great things in the wars of HR and tech, and he's uh, doing a lot of great things for everyone. Wes Elliott is a, culture, a conscious culture expert out of San Francisco, California. Donna Rodriguez out of um, Florida. I want to especially thank her as she always supports me and shares my items and just gives me a lot of support. Bruce Bajorklin, another member of Bunker Labs doing great things. His startup, Hyex, is a agriculture and compliance platform, which he's getting ready to push out pretty soon. Jasmine Wilkes, better known as HR Jazzy. She's been HR for a couple of years and she's just all over it. I mean, she has a blog and she's just doing great things. Next, Jacqueline Legester Bethel, but she prefers to be called she prefers to be called Jackie. She's down in the Bahamas and she's doing great things down there, leading a lot of great HR efforts down there. Neil Nuski here in the Seattle area, he's a startup advisor, communication expert, and the great thing about him is he has a program as one of the prisons north of Seattle, where he helps people get out of prison become entrepreneurs. As we all know, when, when people get out of jail, they're, they're um, Options are pretty limited. Stephen Madley of SM Diversity just had a great talk with him. He's just doing some great things all over the community, and he's just he just has it going on. A lot of good things going on with Stephen Madley. I want to give a shout out to him and all his team at SM Diversity and the service partners as we're going to do some great things together. And I really look, look forward to working with them more in the future. Peter Pease from England, he has his test. I can't remember the name of it right now, but basically it's a test you take and it determines if you're going to be a good entrepreneur or not. And it's really a, a really eye-opening test. And one thing about the test was surprising is most people think being resilient is the number one thing an entrepreneur needs. But according to the test he took, being resilient didn't even make the top 10 things that make you um, successful as an entrepreneur. Shout out to Dr. Cheryl Graham. She's CEO and founder of Includeology here in Seattle. I know I messed that name up. Next is Scholar Bjorn. She's a very interesting young lady. So she just finished her freshman year at Loyola Marymount University, LA. Before she even graduated high school, she started two startups, another business, and coded some apps. And now she's a tech blogger. I'm just doing great things. Uh, I want to thank Wayne Sutton of Tech Inclusion out of San Francisco. Great talk. Really learned a lot from him. Next, Sapna Mahatra out of Toronto, Canada. This lady, she does everything. I have no idea how she even sleeps. She's doing so much for everyone. She's involved in a lot. And I want to thank you for introducing me to like several guests who will be coming, coming on later on on my podcast. Rob, Rob Catalano of Work Tango, another employment engagement platform. Lauren Waldman, a speaker and coach. So I just want to thank all those people. This is the first 10. So when I started off, I was just, you know, me on a microphone, and it, it was like really raw. I really had no idea what I was doing. So the first few um, episodes, I tried to be perfect when I editing. That was such a pain, trying to get every little thing out of there because everyone says, um, or duh, or those like knocks that you, you want to get out. So what I do now, I just like, do one good editing through the podcast, try to take everything out as I, that I can find. And the second time I listen to it, this is a normal listener. If I see anything that pops out, then I take it out. But I'm never, nowhere near an editing expert. And sometimes when I listen to my podcast, I, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed when I listen to things that are left in there. Another thing I did after episode, I think episode 30, I got the banner behind me made as a way to help brand Kevin's HR. Also started using Facebook Live like I'm doing now. So Facebook Live streams it to my Facebook page, 
the person I tag, the com- their, their company and page that I tag, my own company page, and my Facebook group. And also, it live streams it to my Twitter and my LinkedIn, which is a great help of pushing it out there. And I also about, uh, added additional revenue streams, which right now really aren't paying off that much, but hopefully they were in the future. So I have affiliate relationships with Amazon, Audible, Zoom, and Lively. Zoom is what I use to put this out right now. When I first started the podcast, I was using a platform called Dipson, but I've since switched to Pippa, which I'm very happy with. Also, after, after the first five episodes, during the first five episodes, I tried to uh, edit the transcripts myself. It was just, was just like, man, that was a pain. It was just too much. So I finally got smarter with a fiver and, and out, um, outsourced it. So about the first 10 people I used really want what I wanted. So I wanted to link the, the links back to the YouTube video. So I finally found this young lady from Trinidad Tobago, Tobago named Jamila, who's just been great. She's been doing everything I want, I want for, the, for the transcripts. Great customer service and just great all around. So I'll give a shout out to Jamila right now. So the process works when I, for the podcast when I get a guest. Now, some people say, well, how do you get a guest? So basically, I'd like, I just ask. If they're on my LinkedIn Twitter, I ask. If I meet them somewhere, I ask. If I think they'll be an interesting guest. So just in case you know, don't know from my podcast, I try to talk to small business owners, founders, people in tech, startups, and HR, and, and try to go from there. Once in a while, I do something different. If I think it add value, but those are my, my core, my core um, guests. But I need to do a great, better job of reaching out to small business owners. Most of my people I talk to are either tech startups or, or founders. So I send, send those potential guests an email or maybe a Twitter message or whatever the case may be, LinkedIn message, whatever the case may be. Tell them what I'm trying to do, ask them they can be a guest. Sometimes they say yes, sometimes they say no. I usually follow up like two, three, four, five times just depending on who it is. And they say they're interested, I send the details. It's like a one page of like just a lot of information I give them of everything that need, they need to know about the, about the um, podcast include the questions how we're going to do it they say yes then i send them a calendar link so they can schedule themselves for the best date and time for themselves best thing, the thing about calendar is great it's like you get the delete days you don't want to do any podcast songs it's great for me so seven days before the podcast i send them the zoom link and the directions again then the day of the podcast we do it over zoom and facebook live and of course you know technology being like it is sometimes the internet goes out but with me being able to edit that makes it all good so the podcast is done, and the process next is I upload the, the podcast from Zoom into Adobe Edition, and I do all the editing on Adobe Edition. I, I do it like one podcast a, a Saturday when I edit it. And I also send the Zoom video to Jamila so she can do the transcript. So I edit on Adobe Edition as best I can. Then I have to upload the Adobe Edition to ID3 editor to make it, a, make it an MP3, MP3 format. Then MP3 format, I send that to pip, upload a pip of the day of the podcast. The day of the podcast, and also let me backtrack, seven days prior to the podcast being released, I sent another email to the guests asking for the social media links and the other links they, that they want me to have to make sure I have them. The day of the podcast, I release it. I send the guests the um, link to my blog, which I put the uh, show notes in, the Kevin's HR blog. Then I send the Word and PDF versions. Then I release it on Apple um, Podcasts, which, which used to be iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and also YouTube. Then I share it once a day on my social media. I use a platform called SmartIQ, which is really great. So I use Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram to share, share it once a week. And of course, I ask the guests to share as many times with them as possible. So it, um, it'd be great if you could... Um, 
Subscribe, rate, and review the Kevin Sato podcast on your favorite podcast platform. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast and know, know someone who would be a great guest, let me know that as well. Also, I have a blog at www.cabinetshrblog.com where I put the show notes on Mondays and I also do a weekly update on how the Cabinets HR company is going. Also, I was recently on a podcast myself called the Jumbo Think Podcast, which was a great experience. And funny thing about that, when I did, when I did, did the podcast, I'm like, man, I didn't say anything. I only talked for 10 minutes, but the actual podcast is almost like 40 minutes long. So I didn't realize how long I was talking. And also, I'm, I'm in a book coming up written by Fayez Jappy. He's a recent college graduate called Think Small for Big Results, Navigating Your Way to, to Successful Micro Business. So I'll send you the link for that. Now for the Kevin HR update. You know, but first on some background on how Cabinet HR came to be. So when I was uh, getting ready to retire from the military, I'm doing the LinkedIn thing and all kind of stuff. And a guy named Mark Moreau, shout out to Mark Moreau and his wife, Erica, reached out to me and said, you know, I have a startup called My Unfold. We want to help veterans and college students get jobs by giving the skills tests because the resumes aren't that good. They really don't transition into civilian jobs. He asked me, well, how do you, um, the Army take care of people getting out of the military? I was like, well, what the blank is a startup? I had no clue, no concept what a startup was. So we met up. He explained what a startup was. I explained how the Army took care of people, or in some cases not took care of people. And a light bulb went off my head. I was like, you know, you didn't talk about HR. Why is that? He said, well, most startups don't really think about HR later on the, down, down the line because, you know, they're focused on building a product and, you know, getting part of market fit. And I said, well, you know, well, how about if I set up your HR department for you and learn how to do other things, you know? And he said, no, that's an interesting idea. Let me think about it. But what I did, I pretty much hired myself. I started you know, giving them HR products, going to meetings, and all kind of stuff. And so I really learned about a lot during my time with Myerfold in the two years there. We had, we had a great team from Mark Monroe, Anako, who's a CTO, Alex Diaz, who did marketing, and the other great people who were there. But like most startups, we, we didn't make it and we failed. But during this time period, I, you know, I did a lot of networking, you know, confirmed, like, really no one has HR. So I thought, you know, myself, maybe this might be a business idea. So I did some research, and over 543,000 businesses start in the United States each month. And there's over 5.5 5, 5 million in the United States. Most don't have HR. And I'll go into these stats in a little more detail later. And so during this time period, I also reached out to, I believe, 331 small business owners, tech startups, founders, whatever, across the nation. And the conversation, of course, more detailed on this, but I basically asked them, no, did I have a business idea that might work? And 71% of them said yes. So that's basically how Kevin's HR got started. And we did an LLC in the Washington State in September 2016, and we've going, going at it since then. So some things we've been doing recently, we recently completed the Bunker Labs Online Launch Accelerator, which is a 20-week course to help veteran startups get into the market. Bunker Labs, in case you don't know, is a nonprofit out of Chicago, which with the location across the nation, and the mission is to help veteran entrepreneurs like myself start a successful business and be successful. We also got accepted into the Bunker Labs and Reworks Veterans and Residence Program, which will be from August to January next year. So with the program, we get a free working space at Reworks at Lake Union in Seattle, and it's basically set up like a accelerator incubator for those who like know what yc combinator and tech startups are tech start excuse me tech stars is basically the format so it's been a lot of great stuff for us and of course six months of free workspaces you can't beat that i also want to take a chance to thank my um launch lab online partner group partner maggie 
She was a great help to me and gave me a lot of great advice. And I want to thank her for her, for her great help and uh, congratulating on your baby. So what is the vision for Cabinet HR? So for Cabinet HR, our vision is, is to give HR, provide HR to all companies with less than 49 employees by using existing technology. Our vision is like, we don't think we have to come to your place of business to answer HR questions. There's so much tech out there. There's no, like this platform, Zoom, Intercom, Drift, all these platforms being used to help lower the price. So the way we see Kevin's HR working is this. You'll, you'll come to our website, you'll get, you get your email address. And of course, this is going to pivot many times. It's pivoted many times already. Come to our website, get your email address. We're going to send you a two-page of HR laws. All the laws you got to follow up on one to 49 employees. Then with that, we're going to send you a message saying, thank you for taking this for now. We give you a free employee handbook, which you know a lot of HR people charge a lot of money for this. It'll give them a 10 question answer. For example, we can't tell them how many days off to give their people or what holidays to give off their people. Send them back to us. Then we'll give them their employee handbook for completed. The most important thing to know is um, HR laws can be different based on your position, or based on your location. So each HR law, uh, a handbook is going to be based on a person's location. For example, a um, handbook in Seattle is going to be different than from one in Arlington, Texas, because that's just the way it is. So give them the handbook. And then at the same time, send the, ask some questions with HR policies, get that from them. The questions, get, get the answer from them, I'm sorry. Give them the HR policy and give them the, the, the labor posters based on location, which the labor posters, we're not going to like, you know, send them the laminated posters, be the link to the posters for free, of course, and they'll have to print it out and laminate it. Then after all that, we'll discuss, you know, if we give them enough value, do they want to continue the relationship? We're going to, so for that, we're going to um, charge based on number of employees. We've already done gone through two or three parts of models and probably go through several more on that if we're just trying to try to figure that out. After that, we're going to do job descriptions, salary compensation. For the salary compensation, the goal is to tell them, you know, you're paying someone 10% of the market. That person is going to probably leave you or vice versa. You're paying this person 20% of the market. You know, you're overpaying them. Another item we, want, we're not, we weren't going to do at first was orientation onboarding. Well, one of our customers, we asked us to do that for them. And we're, so we're doing onboarding orientation with them. Our onboard orientation for them, and this that actually might be something we do in the future. So we've got to take a, take a bigger look at that. Another thing we want to do is, well, let me backtrack. So we actually had to turn, turn back, turn away two customers. So we had two customers, and they, were the, they had a lot of employees, but they would have paid us a lot of money. But they wanted us to do everything, hard, hard copy, print everything out, provide hard copies. And they want us to be at the place of business every day, like half a day every day which is, you know, the direct opposite we're trying to do with Cabinet HR. So some stats for, um, for, for us to go over. Each year, small business loses. It's $29 billion a year because of risk or bad HR. This comes out to like around $1,000 per employee. Bad HR can be anything from, you know, potential lawsuits, not recruiting correctly, and other items. So that comes out to around $1,000 per person. So that's around, you know, if you had a company of 20 people, you're losing $20,000 per year. Some other stats here we said earlier, according to the Small Business, small business Administration, 540,000 new businesses start each month, and it's 5.5 million in the United States. For the revenue, in 2017, there was $20.7 in this market of revenue. In 2020, it's estimated that this is going to go up to like $22.9 billion. In 2020, it's estimated that the worldwide revenue for HR 
is going to be $53.9 billion a year, with North America being number one in the market and Asia Pacific being number two. And I know many people are surprised at the amount of revenue in this market. We do lots of networking and recruiting. You know, the saying is, you know, always be closing, but mine is always be recruiting. You know, as for those who know, being a non-funded startup, it's very hard to recruit and retain talent. You know, of course, I can offer people equity, but to me, that's the same as telling someone, hey, you see that, that pot of gold in the rainbow? That's, that's all yours if you come work for Kevin's HR. So I'm, I'm very conjugate of that. And so we're, we're currently in the process of switching from a Washington State LLC to a C-Corp in Delaware if we begin a fundraising process. So if you want to be a nationwide, nationwide company, and to meet our vision and goals, we're going to have to raise money. So we're starting that process. We currently have two paying customers and eight users on the Kevin's HR platform. So, from, so let's take, talk about the Kevin's HR competitors for a minute. And there, we have a lot of competitors. So in this market, there's 7,200 competitors. From one person, HR consultants, to huge corporations like ADP. Now, to me, what's interesting, the top 50, the top 50 companies account for 70% of the revenue. So there's 7,150 companies account for the, for the rest of the revenue. So we want to go after those one-person HR consultants who are charging exorbitant rates to their customers. So we're going to go after those. So, of course, we want all companies with less than 49 employees to use Kevin's HR as their HR solution. But right now we're focusing on customer acquisition company, customer acquisition strategy, excuse me, on construction companies or construction-related companies in the summer area. So another thing we got to do pretty soon, and we should have done it a long time ago, we got to start cold calling and cold emailing potential customers. We also need to start a, a weekly HR blog where we cover HR topics for small business. As I said before, we also do the uh, weekly blog that has a sonar for the podcast and the weekly blog that gives updates on how Kevin's uh, HR is, is going. So this time I also want to give a shout to my to, to my interns. Noah Thomas and Kate Moley, they're just doing great jobs for me, and I'm just very well pleased with them. So some background on them and their program. They're from the University of Puget Sound and a program called RISE, R-I-S-C, which, and I wish I knew I could remember what RISE stands for. So basically how the program works, it's a program for sophomores at, at UPS. They take a class on entrepreneurship from January to May, and during March they have to find a, a, a company to work for during the summertime. And I just want to, and so I think it's a great program. I just want to thank them for helping me and a worker for me, especially since as a non funded startup, I really can't pay them anything. What I try to do, I try to you know, teach, them, teach, them, teach them as much as I can and take them to as many networking opportunities as I can, having to meet as many people as I can to my best of my ability. Now, for those of you who started businesses or in the process of starting business, you all know, you know it's just a lot. I mean, building Kevin's HR has been a lot of fun, but it's a lot. And there's always something different every day. Like when my internships, interns hired, um, interviewed with me, they asked, what, what are we doing? They did say, I said, I can't tell you that because it's like playing whack-a-mole here. Every day is something different from taxes, everything involved with social media, which is just a beast. Sales, all the networking, some great, some not so great. Figuring out the pricing modules, qualifying customers, doing the different pitch decks for each situation you need, market research, marketing, taking care of all the legal items involved, the branding of Kevin's HR, the UX, UI, the design of the website, the products, all, everything involved with that. Sales projections, you know, figuring out just how much, um, once I get funding, 
or bringing enough customers, how much can I afford to you know, pay employees, the cost for that. Google Analytics, I mean, basically one person just to do that for you, that's just a beast. And everything for that, you know, definitely information overload. How much to fundraise, you know, what potential VCs to reach out to. Putting in all the HR products from scratch and, and services from scratch. Keeping up with all the changes in HR laws, which I said before, HR laws are different. So a case, for example, in the city of Seattle, the minimum wage law is based on number of employees. Uh, like, for example, the states of Washington, Oregon have a whole bunch of different laws, additional federal laws, where states like Idaho and Texas, basically, their laws pretty much match the federal laws. Now I want to go over what type of company we want Kevin's HR to be. I think it's important for people to know the company we want to build. We, we want to be a, a transparent company where everyone works remotely. I mean, we don't have to see you from 9 to 5 to the office every day to know you're doing what you're supposed to do. I mean, our philosophy is we don't care if we do 2 in the morning, 2 afternoon, or whenever, or if you're at your house, or the library, or if you're on the beach somewhere, as long as you're providing high quality work for Kevin's HR. We're also going to provide unlimited PTO to our employees. I think that's a really uh, good benefit we need to provide for our employees. And for those of you who don't know what unlimited PTO, PTO is, pay time off, reach out to me so I explain it to you. Now, for unlimited PTO, a lot of people say, well, it's for the employees. But from my point of view, it's really for the employer. So, for example, suppose you give your people, we'll say, 20 days vacation a year. And then after three years, that person quits, but you never took no vacation. You have to pay them for the 60 days out your six days of vacation. That's you know, pretty big dent in your budget, six days at a time. Of course, you're going to stop that if you say they got to you know, take 20 days out of a year and they can't roll, over, roll, over, roll anything over. So that's one, one way to take care of it. We have unlimited PTO. Basically, if they take time off or go to take their personal matters anytime they want to, you're not tracking it. So when they leave, if they took no vacations, like, that's on them. You know, they should have took the time because you gave them the opportunity to take it. And to me, I think it's, it releases a lot of burden off you as a company because you have to, you know, potentially take a big dent in your budget. And it gives your people the freedom to take time off if they want to. And people say, well, what are they going to do their job? Well, they don't do their job. You let them go because for me, you got to base on what the products you give them and the products they have to produce for you. If they take two weeks off and nothing was done, it was the only thing to be done, then, you know, you let them go. But there's many ways to do that. If you have any um, questions about this, let me know. So next, I want to go over the cultures that we want to have at Kevin's HR. Treat all people with dignity and respect. Be a valued member of the community. Add value and help to solve problems daily. Take care of employees and customers. I'm big on this. I know a lot of people tell you, well, you got to take care of customers first. Well, I'm a firm believer. You have to take care of your employees first, and then they're going to take care of the customer for you. Be empathetic. Celebrate wins and learn from losses. Have fun, believe in yourself and those around you. Be transparent. Listen to understand, not to answer. I think that's a big problem with society today. Everyone wants to listen to listen to answer. We need to listen to understand. Improve yourself and help others to improve daily. Always be honest, no sugarcoating. Be on time. Communicate well with others and make a contribution every day. Also, at Kevin HR, we want to have a diverse uh, company. We're also hiring the best person. I know many people tell you, well, you can't be a diverse company and hire the best person. Well. Here at Kevin HR, we're a firm believer that you, you can do both. So quickly back to, back to the values. One thing we're, we're going to do is when we interview people, one thing we're going to ask them is, tell us which one of our values speaks to you the most and which value you would, you would take off. Because the way we see it, if someone wants to work at Kevin's HR and they can't even go to our website and see our values or look at our values, that's probably not someone we want on at our company if they can't take the time to, to, to investigate and see what kind of company or advice we want to have. 
also another um, thing that I, makes me kind of cringe when people say we're going to hire for culture fit or we, we do not hire this person because they don't fit our culture. I, I think that's, that's just like a um, different language of saying we don't want you kind of around here or we're not going to mess with us. So at Kevin HR, we want to hire for shared values and our culture fit. And that's another thing I know probably a lot of people disagree with. We want to hire fast and get, get rid of people fast. By that, I don't mean like hire a person, somebody the first time we see them or the first time someone messes up, let them go. But we're hiring somebody like we don't see like having like 10, 12, you know, interviews, 10 pages of code on a, on a chalkboard, you know. If you, if you have the skills, then we're going to, if you want to come with us, we're going to, you know, do our best to bring you on. Because the only way to see if you're going to, you know, work out with, with us and we have a good relationship is to have you work with us. And you can't do that, do that during interviews. Because we all know during interviews, both people have been putting their best, you know, foot forward, so to speak. You don't, you don't know anyone until you work with them for two weeks or a month. But once we see it's, you know, maybe it's not the best relationship, we just, you know, agree to, agree to part ways is the way I see it. And as far as letting people go, I think another problem a lot of people do is like, and I've been guilty of myself in the past is, you know, if someone's not, not working out, you just want to keep them on it because, you know, no one's be the bad guy. No one wants to tell the person, hey, you know, it's, it's, you're not working out. So they do like drags on and drags on. You put them a performance, a performance improvement plan, all this, all this kind of stuff. I think I've read somewhere basically says, if it comes to your mind, you should let somebody go. It's probably been, you should probably let them go a long time ago. So that's what we're going to try to do. If we do that or not, it's, you know, it's, it's, it remains to be seen. I mean, like I said, no one wants to be the bad guy. Also, we're going to get everyone a background checks. Because point to my background checks is point to do those to, to ensure the safety of everybody in your company. Of course, you meet people and you think they're good or you think they're good people, but you, I mean, you never really know what they've done in the past. Now, for example, if they, you know, depending on what the background check is, like that person, they got a DUI, I really don't care because they're not driving, but they had like maybe like something else, maybe, you know, sexual assault or there's assault in the past, then that might be indicated not to bring them on. And also if they had something in the past where it happened like, you know, 20 years ago, okay, we can move on to that. So pay philosophy, we're going to use a platform like PayScore to use a pay philosophy. And the plan is like, you know, pay based on percent of the labor market. Because personally, I think one reason there's a gender pay gap is not really because the, the pay gap itself. I think companies do a good job of paying based on skills. The problem I think is this, Two people get hired, one male, one female. They both get offered $50,000 a year. That's proved that pretty much every time the guy's going to say, hey, you know, I need more money because one, two, three. And the, and the company, okay, we'll give them a raise. We'll say that from 50000 to 55000 And that's proved that females usually say thank you, you know, and, and that's it. So they both do a great job. And next year, they both get a 5% raise. 5% of 55000 way more than 50000 And I think that, for me personally, I think the problem is, so I think if you base the pay based on the labor market, skills, degrees, and other items, that'll help that out. I mean, at least that's my pay philosophy. Some other items we're going to do is um, the philosophy is um, everyone gets a vote at Cabinet's HR, but your vote won't count every time. The meaning by this, we want everybody's input is valued, but I mean, sometimes the decisions have to be made, and, every, and everything, everything we go with is not going to be complete with what we want you to do. Also, um, a quick story, things we have we want to do things here is, um, so those of you who don't know, I'm a big Cowboys fan, and Jimmy Johnson was a coach of the Cowboys back in the 90s. Quickly, I want to thank John Rawlings, Johannes, William Thomas, John Rawlings, Lorena 
Cantero and Jay and Tay Warren for watching on Facebook Live. I really appreciate it. So big fan of Cowboys. Back in the nineties, the coach for Jimmy Johnson, you know, back in the glory days. And there was a training meeting and his player fell asleep. And Jimmy Johnson cut him on the spot. So that day, the next day, the, you know, a news conference to ask Jimmy Johnson, so how, why do you, you know, cut this person? I don't understand. You know, and the, and the person for the background was like the next to last player on the team. He never really played. I mean, he was just, you know, the 50th or 51st or 52nd player on the team. And the reporter asked the coach Johnson, well, if that was Troy Aikman, what do you have done? And Jimmy Johnson asked, answered immediately, if Troy Aikman fell asleep in a training meeting, I would go get a pillow and make sure it's comfortable. And so my takeaway from this was, if you have someone that you want to get rid of, do it the first opportunity you have. If you have a superstar, do all you can to take care of them. And that's kind of what we want to do at Cabinet's HR. Another thing at Cabinet's HR, you know, all we want is a good faith effort. We're not, we don't expect you to be perfect. We're not a safety-related company. I mean, we're going to make mistakes, we're going to fail, so we can learn from them. Of course, if you make the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over and over again, that might be a problem. So that's basically update on the on the podcast, the um, Cabinet's HR, everything we're doing with that. I think we're building a great team at, H- at uh, Cabinet's HR from a CTO, Jeff McCoy, who's doing great things for us. Juan Chavez, who's currently getting his master's in cybersecurity. And everyone who's supporting Kevin's HR, people at Bunker Labs, other people agreed to po- be on the podcast. Do you want to take this time to thank you and uh, thank you for everything? And one last plug um, be sure to subscribe, rate and review the Kevin's HR podcast. And if you know anyone who needs uh, HR, has a committee less than 49 people, just make sure you reach out to me. And once again, thank you for being with us for this, our 50th 5 0 podcast. Thank you once again for your time and remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Kavnis HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit KavnisHR.com or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at Kavnis HR. Thanks again and be great every day.